You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Praise God. Eyes are <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave the Lord to straighten our to give us some clear vision tonight. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us online and here for Bible study tonight. We're looking forward to what the Lord has tonight. And tonight's uh, scripture will be Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 through 49. And the key word tonight will be, he has given. Amen? He has given. So we'll open up in a word of prayer tonight as we prepare for Bible study tonight. Amen? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for another beautiful day, another beautiful night. Father, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time together, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness and your goodness, Father God, and your grace and your mercies and your love. We thank you, Father God, for your joy, Father God, and we thank you for all of your provisions, Father God. And Heavenly Father, as we just come together tonight, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for leading us, for guiding us, for directing us in all that we do this day. And Father God, we just ask you, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to teach us, to instruct us, Father God, to lead us and guide us in all that we do tonight, Father God, as we study your word. And we just thank you, Father God, Lord, as you direct our footsteps in everything, Lord. We love you and we praise you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, we pray, and we just thank you for this time, Lord, in your faithfulness, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this Friday, we do have prayer, and we will be in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, so we're looking forward to what the Lord has for uh, through Isaiah chapter 6 this uh, Friday Friday night, and then Sunday morning service will be 9.15. Uh, we have the, uh, God's Word in prayer at 9.15 a.m., and then our 10.45 service as well, so we're looking forward to that. So we are in person, and we are online, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Amen. Amen. And uh, so in tonight's Bible study, uh, we do have this printout here, which will be, you know, part of the Bible study tonight uh, regarding Daniel chapter two. So we'll be going over this. This will be part of the study tonight as we go through it uh, somewhere in the middle of Bible study tonight. But also um, online, if you for those that are joining online, I did put a link on there through Pinterest. And if you click that, um, it'll open up and it'll show you the same printout that we have here. Um, you know, if you don't have Pinterest, it'll show up, but you may have like little different pop-ups. So, um, but if you do, then you'll be able to view it, but you should be able to view it. And just like what we're viewing here tonight through the Bible study. So praise God. So we're trying that out, see how that works for us tonight. Amen. So, um, definitely looking forward to what, what, uh, the teaching tonight is, as God has prepared our hearts and everybody in, in uh, just being able to come together. Praise God. So pray that you guys all enjoying the, you know, the, the day and the night and, you know, crazy weather change. We went from cold. Now it's hot and windy and <laughs> just like, you know, but how many of us know that God is in control? <laughs> no matter how the weather is, God is in control. And I always like the weather because it just reminds me of the different seasons we go through. You know, there's so many different seasons. Yeah, life, you know what? And no matter what through it, well, you know, God is always in control of those seasons as well. So, you know, he's Lord of all and we're just uh, we're uh, we're praising God. So. Amen. We do see somebody, uh, Santos was able to see the diagram, so praise God for that. Thank you for sharing that, you guys, and it's good to see everybody. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, amen. So we're going to prepare, we're going to start Bible study tonight, and uh, again, we're in Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 through 49 tonight. Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 through 49, and the key words tonight is, he has given. He has given. So, 
Um, we're going to look at quite a bit of scriptures today, you know, as we open up the Bible study, because there's a couple of things that I kind of that I want to make sure that we look at and we kind of lay out and, and set a foundation as we prepare to go in, because it's kind of a lot of uh, a lot of verses in this chapter. But we're going to look at a bunch of other scriptures as we prepare for this chapter. So um, we'll start off right now. And uh, again, the key key scripture tonight is Daniel chapter two, verse thirty one to forty nine. But we are going to look at a couple of the scriptures beforehand. So, Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for this time, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So the first scripture that we're going to look at tonight is we're looking at, um, you know, we're going to be looking at Daniel, um, not only interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream, but also telling him what the dream is and then interpreting that dream for him. So we're going to see a couple of things here tonight on that. So let's look, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures here before, and I want us to look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. And we'll kind of bounce around a little bit, okay? But we're going to see here, this is first, um, the first, one of the, the first message that Jesus preaches here. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, it says, From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. And many of you might have a footnote on top of your Bible. If you have like a breakdown, it'll say this is where Jesus begins his ministry. Um, if you look at that beforehand, that's where you see that Jesus was tempted in the desert. And, uh, you know, for the 40 days and 40 nights. And then after that, he comes out and now begins the ministry. And this is the message that he is going for. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is is at hand. And in some translations, it will say the kingdom of God is at hand. So whose kingdom is at hand? God's kingdom. God's kingdom. Amen. God's kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. So how many of us know that's the greatest kingdom? And what is that first word that he gives? Repent, repent, repent. Amen. So these are just a couple of things that I would like us to think about tonight as we're Look before we look at the main scripture tonight, we're going to lay these down. So, okay, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we're looking at here. So now let's go to Matthew chapter six, which is just a couple of uh, chapters over Matthew chapter six. And we're going to look at verse nine through 13, Matthew chapter six, verse nine through 13. And this is where um, he's teaching his disciples how to pray. And this is will also be titled the Lord's Prayer. So in verse 9, it says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. And some manuscripts will say, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So some translations will have that part included in the scripture. But I want us to look at verse 10. It says, whose kingdom? God's kingdom. So Jesus is teaching about prayer. And one of the things he talks about is your kingdom come and your will be done. So we see in the beginning that it says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And now we're seeing the Lord's prayer and he's saying, your kingdom come. Okay. Referring to the kingdom of who? God. God. Amen. 
Praise God. So you kind of see where we're going here? Amen. <laughs> All right. So now let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 7. Let's go back over here to the beginning of the Bible here. 2 Samuel. And we're going to look at chapter 7, verse 12 through 17. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 through 17. And this is a covenant that God is making with King David here, okay? So 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 through 17. And it says, When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. Okay? And I will establish his kingdom. Verse 13, he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Okay, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline, discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. Okay, so we see here that God is speaking now to David. But how many of us know that David and who his son who would take over as a, as a king after him would be Solomon? How many of us know that? They wouldn't rule forever, though, because they wouldn't live forever. So this is talking about a coming king. This is about a kingdom and a king who will reign forever. Who is that king? Jesus. King Jesus. Amen. King Jesus. Praise God. So we know that Jesus is fully God, you know, part of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So King Jesus is part of the, the Trinity, the heavenly kingdom. Right. The kingdom of heaven. So we see this promise and it's brought through David because Jesus would come through the line of David. When you look at the at the uh, when it goes through the family line and all of that, he comes from the ancestry of King David. So God did keep his promise because Jesus was born through this through this ancestral line. So let's look at Psalm 145. Let's look a little bit on this kingdom. Psalm 145. And we're going to look through um, verse 10 through 13. Psalm 145, verse 10 through 13 here. So right here in verse 10, it says, All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. How many saints of God do we have here today? How many Amen. are joining us here today? Amen? Amen. So let's bless the Lord. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout 
all generations. Amen? Referring again to the kingdom of God. Talking about how his saints and his people, his works, will declare about his kingdom. Will give glory about his kingdom. This kingdom that is an everlasting kingdom that has all the power, that has all the dominion over everything. How many of us know there's nothing like a king, the kingdom of God? Amen. And we could see the glory of that kingdom just by looking out into nature, to looking out at the universe, at the stars, at the moon, at the sun, and looking at in all creation, and looking at human beings, and looking at animals and all these different things. This is all part of what God created, and he is over it all, and he is Lord of all, and he knows all things. So imagine this is an awesome kingdom, amen? This is a great everlasting kingdom. So now let's look to... Let's look at Hebrews chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 8 through 9 here. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 through 9. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 through 9. He says, but of the Son, he says... Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And this is actually referring, it's a, it's a cross-reference from Psalm 45, verse 6 through 7. So you can find that in Psalm 45, 6 through 7. And in this portion of scripture of Hebrews, it's referring to King Jesus. It's referring to Jesus, how he is greater than the angels, greater than everyone else. He is above all else because he's saying, Where else? who else does it say this about except the Son? And talking about Jesus being over this kingdom, this everlasting kingdom. Let's look at Matthew chapter 21. So Matthew chapter 21, verse 42 through 44. And don't worry, we're getting some, some uh, with forearm muscles turning the pages. <laughs> but then we'll come and we'll settle a little bit towards, you know, towards the middle here. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 21, verse 42 through 44. And he says here, Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing the fruits, producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. Okay, so it's referring to Jesus now being the cornerstone, and the cornerstone of a building is basically that main stone that holds everything together, is the main stone that holds the building together, and there always has to be some type of cornerstone. So this is referring to Jesus now as this cornerstone, okay, talking about this great stone, you know, and it's, it's Jesus. So we see that he is the righteous rock. He is that cornerstone. So now let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 through 10. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 7 through 10. 
And he says, in which he has blessed us in the, I'm sorry, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Amen. So he's in control of time. He's in control of everything and everything is united in Christ. So we get to see the glory of God here. Let's look at first Peter now, chapter two, verse four through eight. And again, we're just just laying all this down because as we start to read Daniel, then a lot of this stuff that we're reading here is going to come out, going to stand out a little bit more here. So second, I'm sorry, first Peter Chapter 2, verse 4 through 8. And he says here, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by, by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. So how many of us know because we believe in Jesus today, we are blessed. We believe that Jesus is this cornerstone. We believe that, you know, he is the key is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. So this scripture is talking about those who believe and those who do not believe it. But regardless of the fact, as we read it through the scriptures, God's kingdom is everlasting. That out of everything to take from here. God's kingdom is the greatest kingdom and the kingdom above all kingdoms through all of this. So this is just what I want us to really focus on through all these scriptures is there is no other kingdom like God's. His kingdom is far above all other kingdoms. Okay. So now let's look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 16. Revelation 19, verse 16. Because in a kingdom, you will always have a king. So Revelation chapter 19, verse 16. And it says, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So there is our king, Jesus. And it's talking about when he will return, but he is already king. He is king. He is king of kings and he is Lord of lords. So imagine this. We not even really imagine. It's more or less a real reality that we belong to the kingdom of God because we believe in the king of kings. So we belong to Jesus. So therefore, we belong to the kingdom of God and we are a part of the kingdom of God. How awesome is that? Any thoughts on that? Yes. Anything you guys like to share? Any of you there online, feel free to put on the chat there. Any thoughts on that? It's just kind of like mind-blowing, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
I mean, it's like, you know, we're part of the United States, which is, one, you know, a great nation in, in our world, but it's nothing like being part of the kingdom of God. It's like, wow, okay, we belong to the, we belong to an awesome kingdom. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. So this is what I really want to establish this as we go into the scripture today, because many times when we read these type of scriptures, we want to, there's so many other things we want to focus on. And there's so many other details, and we're not going to get into a lot of those details, you know, or the, a lot of the history. We're, I just, there has to be a main focus when we read the message, the word of God, because we want to keep it as simple as we can. But it's in that simplicity that he's able to real, reveal so much more through it. Amen. So I want us to, this, this is because as we look at the dream and we look at the interpretation, this is what the focus is, is the kingdom of God. It's all about him. That's what it's truly all about. And that's what's truly being revealed through this dream and through the interpretation. Amen? Amen. Any questions? Any thoughts? Comments? No, that's because God gave him the gift of interpretation, interpreting those dreams and those things like that for his purpose. Amen. And how do you think he, how, how did he interpret these dreams? How is it that he had this, you know, through that? Yeah. He knew which kingdom he belonged to. Yeah. So if you're part of the kingdom and you're part in that relationship, well, then now you have an understanding and insight to what goes on in that kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just gives you the strength to even um, persevere in life. Just a reminder of this. Okay, this life is going to be gone soon and we're going to be in the kingdom of God sharing all the good things that he has for us. It's just amazing and awesome. Amen. Yes, definitely. Amen. That's that's right on. That's that's what it's all about. Because again, that's that's the focus, you know. And so in life, that should be our focus: is the kingdom, is is God, His kingdom, His glory, His power, blessing the Lord. So like that, and everything else that goes on, it's like doesn't compare. Because we know who our God is. We know who our King is. And you know, and like she said, no matter how hard it is or how crazy it gets, but when we can keep it simple and realize, but yet God. Your kingdom is greater. That's what the focus is. And that's that's what I love about the book of Daniel is that you see that that's his focus. It's that relationship. It's that it's a continued relationship with God. And in that, that's where he's able and they're able to keep that faith and they're able to keep that relationship because they, he keeps it simple. He keeps it about God. And that's what's very important because that's how the Lord will use your gifts. That's how the Lord will work through me and you and through the fruits of the spirit and through the gifts of the spirit and through all these things. It's, it's not when it's the focus on the gifts or the fruits or all these different things. It's the focus is on God in our relationship with him and the kingdom. And it's through that that those gifts start to become manifest and start to become evident and start to produce fruits. Because, again, the focus is God and all about God. And that's what the word of God is. It's just all about him. So even sometimes when we read it and say, well, I don't understand it. Well, the one thing I know is that it's about God. <laughs> it's about Jesus. You know what? And it's a good place to start there because that's where he'll start to reveal. And that's where we can start to get a little bit of understanding through it. And but then it's also teaching us how to view life that, again, it's all about God. And that's where life can you know what? It's through those hard times and through the bittersweet times and through everything, but where he becomes a focus and he starts to give us that strength and that peace and that comfort of being reminded, but Lord, you're everlasting, Lord, and you're going to bring us through. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So one thing we can always know is that God's kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, 
and every other worldly kingdom has come and it is gone, but God's kingdom is still reigning today. Because all the kingdoms, even in the book of Daniel, they're all gone, but God's kingdom is still reigning. And no matter what kingdoms have are still here today and it will come and go, God's kingdom will still be everlasting. So we can still, you know, have faith in him. Amen. And again, the key word tonight is he has given. And we're going to see that through the scripture tonight. He has given. And just it's just a reminder that God is aware and God is in control because he's in control of all things. And I want us to look at one more example as we as we prepare to open this up tonight. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, as an example of God has given. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Because the scripture that we're reading about Nebuchadnezzar, that's not the first time that happened. <laughs> we're going to see the first time it happened. It says here, then God said, let us make and over the birds of the air, uh, birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Amen. So that key word right there and let them have. That goes to show you in order for him to say, let them have, that means it belongs to him. And he's giving the right to mankind to have rule and dominion over all these things. That's what he gave to Adam. This is what Adam and Eve had before the fall, before sin. He gave them dominion and authority over. That's why he was able to name everything and gave them all. You know, they had the dominion over this. But again, it was given by God. Okay. It wasn't man's authority. It wasn't all that. It was given by God to bring him glory as part of that relationship that Adam and Eve were to have with God in that right standing relationship. So and we, we know what happened there as we keep reading, right? <laughs> so, but it was given and God loves to give. So kingdom, I'm just going to read. This is, uh, you know, definitions of kingdom, royal power, dominion, a rule or right to rule over a kingdom, royal power given to Christians in the Messiah's kingdom, territory subject to rule of a king, the reign of the Messiah. So that's one of the main things when we read kingdom in the Bible. It's also a lot of times talking about the reign of the Messiah, which is Jesus. The definition, the spiritual reign or authority of and authority of God, eternal kingship of God, the realm in which God's will is fulfilled. Okay, I want I want us to get a hold of that one right there. That is actually in the Webster's dictionary, but what it defines kingdom or a part of the kingdom, the realm in which God's will is fulfilled. What is one of the things but being part of the kingdom of God is God's will being fulfilled. Jesus cries out, your will be done. Yeah. Right? Not my will be done, but your will be done. We read it in the prayer. Your will be done. Not my will be done. So we're, what we're doing in that is what we're acknowledging, what Jesus acknowledged, we're acknowledging the will of God and how he has all the power and all the authority, which is not always an easy thing because we feel sometimes by saying, well, your will be done that we're giving up. No, we're not giving up. We're actually giving in. We're just acknowledging, God, you have all the power and you have all the authority. You have the power to deliver, to save, to heal, to, you know, whatever you want to do. You have all the power and authority. So no matter what's going on all around us in our world today, 
But God, we're still praying your will be done because we're acknowledging, Lord God, it's your kingdom. You have all the authority and whatever you say goes. We're just coming in agreement and we're humbling ourselves, acknowledging you, God, in all of your authority, in your kingship. That's what we're really declaring when we're saying your will be done. And I just put here, we are ready. Are we, we are ready for God's will and it has been fulfilled and it will be fulfilled because it's been prophesied and everything that God has spoken has, been, has come to pass and there's still more to, to be to come to pass. But we know that his word is faithful and we know that his word is true. So now we can turn to second, um, I'm sorry, Daniel chapter two, which is going to be our key scripture tonight. And now we're going to look at verse 31 through 49. And we'll kind of take it slow. We're going to go through it, kind of stop, and then break it down a little bit. And then we'll take a look at the printout that we have here. And those of you online as well can share it with that. With that. So Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 through 49. And this is now Daniel responding to the king and sharing with him the dream and the interpretation that he had that no one else was able to do. And actually, Daniel wasn't able to do this, but this is God revealing this to the king and declaring his glory. So he says, you saw, O king, and behold, a great image. This image, mighty and of exceeding brightness, stood before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its middle and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay, as you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Okay? So I want us to think about this part real quick as we just read this. You know, we just read a, a really interesting part here. He says, he's talking about all these different, you know, these different parts of the body. But look at that part that says, as you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand. What does that remind you of when we read that? A stone was cut out by no human hand. Any thoughts on that? He's a cornerstone, yeah. <clears throat> so think about it this way. What else requires human involvement in order to be that we know did not take place. Don't worry, there's no the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus. Because he was born of a what? Virgin. A virgin. He was born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit, by no human hand. So he's seen this great image, and there's a stone cut out, but not by a human hand. So we kind of see a, a reference here. Cool. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So let's go on here. And it struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Okay. Then it says in verse 35, then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold all together were broken in pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors and the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. But the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Okay, so now we're kind of seeing what we've been reading here and what we're talking about. What comes to mind to you guys when we read this? And 
feel free to share on the chat as there as well. What kind of comes to mind as we just read that right there? It's saying that that great stone struck the feet. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, and it's, you know, because referring to kingdoms definitely is we're looking at the earth and, and everything that's going on. And, you know, we just talked about how all those other kingdoms, they're, they've gone away. They're, they came and they went, as it says that the wind blew everything. But imagine if, if that rock, you think about, you know, you think about the statue, right? You can look at the picture. And so imagine if it would have hit the head, right? Yeah, it would, you know, you know, it would have just hit, it would, the head would only fall off. I, I remember seeing a, a, a Simpsons episode, and I, I know, you know, probably not the best reference, but they cut <laughs> off the head of a, of a statue. So when they cut off the head, but the statue is still fine, just the head comes off, you know? And so, this, the, but the rest of the statue is intact. But you see here that this rock doesn't hit the head. It hits the feet. It hits the very foundation. And because that foundation comes down, everything else falls apart. It's just like me and you. They can sock us on the arm and all of that. But one of the things that can really, what do they use as far as like sin or anything like that? They call it tripping you up. Right. You know, they, they you got tripped up, man. You know, I'm tripping. You know, it's like, you know, I'm tripping. And, you know, because what happens, I mean, it's it's embarrassing. Like, you know, the other day, you know, we had a wedding. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting ready to run. I'm pretty sure this is happening, you guys, right? I'm, you know, kind of, you know, kind of going here and there. And I'm getting ready to run up the stairs up here in the front of the church. And what happens? Boom. You know, I, you know, my foot hits the, the tip of the, of the stairs. And instead of me going up, I went down. Thank God. You know, I was able to catch myself. You know, only like two people saw me and laughed, you know, but I was fine. You know, but I got tripped up because everything else you can kind of get away with. You get hit in the head, you get hit in the arm, you get hit in the body. You know, you can kind of, you know, it's it's a little bit harder. But when you get tripped up and it doesn't matter how strong you are, if you get tripped up on the floor, you're going to go down. You're going to fall. You're going to eat it, basically, you know, and that's why in boxing you see them fighting. That's why it's so hard to knock them down because they're trying to hit them. They're trying to knock them down from up here. But when you look at like MMA and all that, UFC, they can just clip them from the feet and take them down as quick as possible because it does a lot more damage. And that's the whole point. That's why in the Bible, when it talks about your sheet, your feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace, one of the things is, is that you're planting your feet and what it would refer to as the protection on your shins, those things that are down, because what would happen is what they would do is when these soldiers would go out to fight, they wouldn't like hide. They didn't have camouflage. No, they would line up in, in battle arraignment and they would just go straight towards the battle, you know, because you know, they have guns or nothing at then. They had all these other stuff. But, you know, and even when they did have guns, they, they had to learn the hard way, you know. So they tell you, hey, go to the front. Like, no, nah, it's cool, man. I'm going to be in the back. But what they were looking out for was because many times you would put trip wire. And what they were looking to do is they were looking to trip you up. They were looking to trip them so if they can fall, they, they could come in and attack and knock them out. So that's what the Bible is referring to the feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's to keep you from tripping up. When you know the word of God, when you know the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you know who your God is and you know what the Bible says, then you're not going to allow the lies and deception and all these different things to trip you up, basically, in the battle. That's what it's referring to in that. So, And we see that this rock hits the feet. 
and it just completely knocks everything down. But that rock became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Whose kingdom is that? Kingdom of God, Jesus. Okay? So this is the dream, and this is what this King Nebuchadnezzar is seeing. And Daniel is telling him the dream. Any thoughts, questions, anything you'd like to share? Anybody online there? I know in Genesis it says, and you shall bruise your head, and you shall, and, and, um, and you shall bruise his um, heel. Mm, that's referring to Jesus and the yes. devil. Yeah, definitely. Amen. Referring to the feet. Also, of like um, the robe of his train filling the whole earth with his glory. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Amen. Now many of us know he's filled the whole earth. The message, the gospel, Jesus Christ. He is he is the glory of the whole earth and the whole universe. But we live here on earth. So it's, yeah. you know, we're looking at this one, but it just shows how great our God is, how amazing he is. And we are actually, you know, imagine that back then they didn't really know that this was still a mystery. They didn't know about Jesus yet. You know, the prophets saw him and, you know, had a you know vision, but they really didn't fully know. We're reading this today. We're like, oh, yeah, that's I, I knew that. <laughs> you know, it's like because we can look back at all that. But, you know, that's one of the blessings that we are today in the season we're in. It's like, you know, the times we're in, we get to look back and say, man, that's that's pretty amazing, you know, because they didn't even really fully know that, you know. So but yet God's kingdom still reigns today. It's very detailed. It is very detailed. That's why I said there's a lot in the details, but that's where we look at the focus. It's still but yet God is greater. He's. Yeah. Because he's in the details. Let him worry about the details. You know, all the ifs and ands and whats and buts and, you know, all these different things, you know, because there's a lot of thoughts, a lot of disagreements, a lot of different things. Yeah, but interpretations. interpretations, exactly. So that's why I was like, no, let's, you know, God just kind of took me here. Focus on me because that's what the message really is. That's what the king is really seeing is the message of whose kingdom is forever reigning. That's what it's all about. Amen. So now he's going in verse 36 and he's saying, this was the dream. Now we will tell the king its interpretation. Okay. He says, you, O king, the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power and the might and the glory. So then that's something that reminds you right now. We just read in Genesis. Mm -hmm. He gave him dominion over and he, yeah. he names this about Nebuchadnezzar. But he's saying, but it's God who has given this to you. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was recognizing, oh, well, you know, okay, that's one of the gods, but Daniel knows who his God is. He knows who he's referring to. And he says, and into his hand he has given. Wherever they dwell, the children of man, the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, making you rule over them all, you are the head of gold. So right here, he just tells him, look, God gave you all this, and this is who he, it's referring to you, which the head of gold is the one that stands out above all of them, because you know, gold will always outweigh the other ones. But then he says in verse 39, another kingdom inferior to you shall arise after you, and yet a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And there shall be a fourth kingdom strong as iron, because the iron breaks to pieces and shatters all things, and like iron that crushes it shall break and crush all these. And as you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, it shall be a divided kingdom. 
but some of the firmness of iron shall be in it, just as you saw iron mixed with the soft clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly brittle. As you saw the iron mixed with soft clay, so they will mix with one another in marriage, but they will not hold together just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of those kings, the, ki the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Just as you saw that a stone was cut from a mountain by no human hand, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, a great God has made known to the king what shall be after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation true. Amen. So this is why we opened up in all those scriptures, because this is what it's referring to, referring to Jesus, the coming of the Lord. And not only that, but for the coming kingdom that is still to come, the millennial reign and the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are things that have happened and there's still things that are happening, but they will happen because the Lord spoke it. Amen. So let's look over here at the at the printout here. We're going to look a little bit more at the dream and now its interpretation. And we're just going to look at a couple of things that have been brought out and, uh, you know, kingdoms that it refers to and what, what they're talking about here. So I didn't put everything on here. I just put a couple of little simple notes here. Um, some of these notes might not be on the one you're looking at there online, but you can feel free to take the notes and add them to there. So we're going to look over here at the, at the top here. It says the head of gold, which represented Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And basically that reign was from 606 to 539 BC. So 606 to 539 BC was the was that head of gold that reigned in the kingdom that he was referring to. The second one was the chest and the arms of silver referring to Medo-Persia, which was the Medes and Persia, which joined together. There was a bunch of stuff that happened, why that all became out. But again, it was the Medes and Persia. And that was the kingdom it was referring to, Medo-Persia, or just Persia. That was from 539 to 331 BC. And the king, some of the kings that we well known that we will read about in here is Cyrus and Darius, which we will also see through the book of Daniel as well. So this was that second kingdom. This was the chest and the arms of silver. It was referring to a kingdom that was inferior to the head of gold. Now it's referring to the Valley of Bronze, which is Greece, okay? And they were in control from 331 to 323 BC. And that was the one of the kings that you would know in that would be Alexander the Great, who reigned and took over in that. And that's where you'll see a lot of that that comes out there. Um, the next one is the legs of iron, which represented Rome. And Rome was in power from 322 BC to 476 AD. So they went quite a long time on that one. And it's talking about, you know, Rome and but it's also referring to it's talking about Rome, but in Rome in such a way that it was a divided nation made up of different peoples. Some of the kings and the, and the rulers that you hear about in Rome would be Cicero, uh, Julius, Augustus and Tiberius Caesar. So Caesar goes with all three of those because they would use that. So Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar and Tiberius Caesar, Nero and also Titus. And basically, there were a bunch of different languages and nations that were brought together under this nation of Rome. 
but they were still divided because, again, they were different peoples. But even though they were united under Rome, they were not really one in Rome. Because even when we read the Bible, you hear about the rebellion of Jerusalem and all of that. Because even though they were under Rome's rule, they did not agree with them. And there was much rebellion in the land. But it wasn't just from the Jewish people. So, again, it's a, it's a one nation, but it's a divided nation. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sound familiar? Has anything changed? No. It's, it's the same today. Politics will always be divided and it will always be politics mm -hmm. you know so that's why i say don't you know don't get caught up in it all we can be a part we can have our say but again we got to know whose kingdom we truly belong to okay so when it's referring to that that's referring there but then it talks about the feet and toes which are strong and weak governments of the end time talking about more of a future events some of the things that you can see also that we will be reading on will be in Daniel chapter 7, verse 1 through 27, which we'll get to eventually. But it also refers to these nations, but except Babylon is referred to as a winged lion, Medo-Persia is referred to as a bear, Greece is referred to as a winged leopard, and Rome is referred to as a vicious animal. Okay, that'll be another way, and it's, it's referred to as a heavenly vision and a representation of seeing these nations and these governments, these kingdoms that would rise. But the rock is referring to Jesus. And if you look over on the note here, it says the rock destroys the image in Daniel chapter 2. Okay, basically just wipes out all these kingdoms and proves to be the kingdom that is forever, the everlasting kingdom, which we know as Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Now, again, Talking about also future kingdoms, you can also find it. We're just going to turn over to Revelation chapter 13 real quick. Revelation chapter 13. I encourage you to read all this when you get a chance if you like. But we're just going to look at one verse here or a couple of verses in Revelation chapter 13. And I'll, I'll let you know where we'll stop right now. But we're going to look at Revelation chapter 13. And we see all the nations and all these different things that are, again, that are here and gone, are all gone now. But the kingdom of God still reigns. But again, there are still kingdoms in our land today. There are still kingdoms that are, that are open. But what is, what is our most important focus through all of this? The kingdom of God. It's not losing focus on the kingdom of God. That is our main focus. And it's still today. So no matter what kingdoms have risen, no matter what kingdoms are in power today, remember, just like the kingdoms of old, they will all pass away. But God's kingdom will never pass away. And we belong to that kingdom in Christ Jesus. That's the blessing. So this scripture shouldn't scare you. Because it can be kind of frightening when you read the book of Revelation. When you read the things to come, it's like, oh, man. But see, when you know the kingdom that you belong to, because remember, in the time of Nero, there was persecution. They were killing Christians um, through Titus, all of that. They were, they were killing Christians. It wasn't until about Constantine that they started to adapt and accept the Christian you know, doctrine. But again, there was a lot of destruction. But through this, they still had to persevere and endure through it, knowing, but God, your kingdom reigns forever. So he, reading all of this and the things that are still to come and that are being prepared and that are in place today, again, even though it could be kind of frightening, but when you know who your God is and you know the kingdom that you belong to, then we don't have to fear. Because we can have peace through it all. And prayerfully, 
we can be, you know, believe in the pre-trib, amen? <laughs> Pre-tribulation, that God will take his church. But, you know, there's many thoughts on that as well. You know, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, right? Yeah, exactly, right? But just know what trip you're on, amen? So just, just know that you'll be on one of those, amen? So whether it's first, mid, or last, but just know you're going to be on one of these. Know where you're going, exactly. You know, because we're not guaranteed we'll even make it that long. But, you know, it's just knowing, but God, I, I can have peace and I can have joy in knowing who my God is. So let's look at verse 1 of Revelation 13. It says, and I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads with ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its head, heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, to it, the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like the beast and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise, remember, look at that word, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed so remember, when you read this, catch these little words. Everything else is a lot of words, but look at this little words. It'll put everything into perspective. Also, verse 7, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation, again, was given. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive to captivity, he goes. If anyone is to be slain with the sword, with the sword must be slain, must he be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and the faith of the saints. Trusting and knowing that God, you still reign. And you still have all the power and authority because these are things you have spoken that you know will happen that don't take the fact that you are in control and you are the everlasting kingdom, Lord God. So this is the faith that we can have through no matter what we go through is focusing. But God, you're still in control and you're aware of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at those little things in these scriptures. Allowed has given endurance, patience of the saints. It's those little things that will put these words into perspective and trusting who our God is. It's not easy to hear, but it's truth and it's reality. And just as we know, as many things have happened in the past before, but God has always remained faithful and true through it all. Amen. So again, through this, that is the focus of this whole dream is that God's kingdom will reign forever. And he is letting this king know your kingdom's here, but it will be gone. And there will be other kingdoms that will rise after you and they will be gone. But there will be one kingdom that will reign forever. And that is the kingdom of God. And the king is Jesus. Amen. That is the focus. That is the interpretation. That is the whole purpose of that dream is to put this king in his place and let him know and let him know God is showing you a message. He's being merciful to you. He's giving, he's telling you the future. Any thoughts, any comments, any questions, anything you'd like to, before we go into the next portion of the scripture here. Whose kingdom are we a part of? 
God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Amen. It's awesome to be part of the kingdom of God, right? Praise God. Amen. So now let's look at verse 46 through 40, uh, 49 as we close up here. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and paid homage to Daniel and commanded that an offering and incense be offered up to him. The king answered and said to Daniel, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. What I love about this is because I was reading here, because Daniel gave glory to God, Nebuchadnezzar gave glory to God and to Daniel. Okay? Remember in the beginning when we studied the last couple of weeks, Daniel answered with prudence, but he gave glory to God. He thanked God for revealing the dream. He thanked God for revealing the interpretation. He gave glory to God. And when he was approached, he had an opportunity to say, yes, king, I, I interpreted this dream, but he didn't. He says, there is no man, there is no enchanter, there is no sorcerer, but there is a God in heaven who is going to tell you that dream and the interpretation of it. So because of that, the response that is given now is glorifying God, Daniel's God. And how many of us know that's important in our lives today is that we take no credit none, because we can't take any credit for anything. But when we give glory to God, then God will be get the glory. To God be the glory. And we see this and we see the whole purpose of this dream and its interpretation and how crazy it must have sounded that the king is like, no, 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 no. I want you to not only interpret it, I want you to tell me what the dream is and then interpret it for me. An impossible thing, but God is showing nothing is impossible for him. And so God gets the glory and his power is displayed and is recognized as Daniel's God. But not only that, Daniel is also glorified. Daniel is also recognized. And how many of us know that as we know who our God is and we serve our God, that God will be glorified through your life, but you will also have favor in that as well. We have favor. It's not because anything we've done, it's just because of the light and the presence of God that is with through our lives. Okay? Because God is good to his people, to his children. Amen? Any thoughts? Anything before we move on on this one? Amen. Praise God. Yes, we are. We have been adopted. Amen. Amen. So now we're heirs to the promise of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And I like I like this part here. And uh, I'll read verse 48 and then I'll read this footnote here. It says, then, king, king, then the king gave Daniel high honors and many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. You know what I love about Daniel here, though? Because <clears throat> many times we want to be really humble, you know? It's like, no, 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 no. You know? He could have just said, no, no, king, I'm okay. But he did it. He took the position. <laughs> so if the Lord opens up a door for you, take the position. If you know it's from God and he's getting the glory, that's okay. Take it. It's okay. Just give him the praise and the glory and the honor. If God opens that door, praise God. But just know that it's him opening that door. But I love a footnote that I read here. Like Joseph, God knows how to grant authority to those who submit themselves to his authority. I thought that was really good. I'm going to read that one more time. Like Joseph, God knows how to grant authority to those who submit themselves to his authority. 
Okay. So many times we want to be in places of authority. We want to have authority. We want all this, but we're never going to truly be able to attain that until we're willing to submit ourselves to his authority and to the authority that put, he puts in place. But in that, God knows how to raise us up to a place of authority. And maybe it's not just in our jobs or just our homes, but it's just the authority of Christ and living in that authority of knowing who your authority is in you and being able to walk in that boldness and confidence in who your God is and to who the, king, and to who the God you belong to. How awesome is that? Is that we can walk and live in the boldness and confidence of who our God is. That no matter who's in power, no matter what kingdom reigns, no matter what changes have come and may be, but God, I know who you are and you know who I am. And I know that I belong to you. So I can have boldness and confidence in who my God is. Amen? And that saying submitted to God. But let's, let's end this with uh, verse 49. Daniel made a request of the king, and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel remained at the king's court. Daniel remembered his companions. <laughs> it just wasn't about him. He remembered those ones that prayed with him. He remembers those that believed God with him. He remembered them in that time. He could have easily said, oh, great. Thanks, King. Awesome. It's just, you know, hey, guys, uh, you know, God bless you. But he remembered his friends. He remembered those. Because how many of us know that God didn't call Daniel to do it alone? Think about that. He didn't call him to do it alone. He called all of them to do it together. And how many of us know that God didn't call me and you to do it alone? That's why it's so important that we as a body of Christ, we serve God together. Because we've all been called. We're all the Daniel, Hananiah, Michels, and, and Azariahs. We've been called into the kingdom of God to serve and placed into position as God sees fit. Because how many of us know that you didn't place yourself in the body of Christ? God did. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. Does anybody else have a different translation than that they'd like to read? It says, but now have God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. Amen. Anybody else have another translation in that you'd like to read? It says, but our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. Mm, amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. amen. So that's the blessing. God places us in the body as he sees fit. He's placed that gift in you. He's placed that, the, that love in you. He's placed you and placed me and you in the body of Christ as he sees fit. So this is where we're at today. God chose that. We didn't choose that. And that's where it comes to a place where many times that's where we have to submit to God so we can walk and live in the will of God. And it's trusting him, God, you place me here in this church, in my job, in my family, in my life. You place me there. But as you see fit, Lord, and it's to serve together and see God just didn't call Daniel, but he called the other three as well. And as we read on and we continue to study in the book of Daniel, we're going to see that it wasn't just Daniel that goes through some trials. The other three go through some trials as well. 
and they are tested. But also God's glory is displayed through their lives as well. So see, it's not just the pastor. It's not it's it's all of us working together because we have all been called and placed in the body of Christ as he sees fit. And we all have gifts that God has given us the gifts of the spirit. But again, it's not that any gifts are greater. It's so that we can all function together as we read in that chapter about functioning together as a body of Christ. Because the eye can't say to the hand, you know, I don't need you and all of that. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing when you like mess up one part of your body, you know, all of a sudden, like when you, you know, you're hearing, you just lose one side of your hearing, like, man, I can't hear from this side. I can't see from this eye. You know, it's like your whole body's off balance. The other day I'm driving and, you know, me like a genius, it's windy and dust is blowing everywhere. I roll down my windows. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like driving all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, something in my eye. And then, okay, so even smarter, I start rubbing my eye. Ah, oh, it hurts, you know? And all of a sudden, I can't see. And let these, like, in the passenger, like, you want me to drive? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And my eyes closed. And I'm really like, oh, this is dangerous, man. Like, you know, this eyes closed. And now my whole perception was off. Yeah, I made it. We made it. You were good. Letty took the wheel after, you know. Like, now it wasn't Jesus take the wheel. It was like, Letty take the wheel. You know, she, she got in at the, on the way back. But you just realize it's just, man, you take it for granted. Two hours later, both my eyes were working great. But, you know, it took a little time, you know, because it's just that one little thing. You know, you, you mess up a nail, you get a paper cut, your finger. You realize, man, each part is so important internally. You know, one little thing, it's like, you know, gallstones and all these. I mean, it's just like, man, it just messes you up. Again, that's how the body of Christ is. We all need each other to function together. We all need each other because this is where God places to work and to serve together. To live, you know, to be in unity together, because we all know we're we're not we're serving God, we're serving our King, but in that we're also serving one another and we're serving those around us, all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm grateful to God that He didn't call us to do it alone. Any thoughts? Any questions? Before I have one more scripture here. Mm -hmm. Amen. So we're going to look at right here. That part where we see Daniel and them three getting, establishing a life, that's prophecy being fulfilled in Jeremiah 29. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4 through 14, and this will be our, our closing scripture tonight. Jeremiah 29, verse 14. I mean, 4, verse 4 through 14. He says, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, but key verse, for in its welfare, you will find welfare. How many of us know that Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are finding welfare in the welfare of Babylon? God has established them, so that's why it's amazing that they do take the position because this is what God told them to do. Get comfortable there for a little bit. Not comfortable, but keep living, keep doing, because you're going to be there for a while. 
And many times we're in a hard place, but God is still saying, but you still got to do what you got to do. You still serve me. You still multiply. You still trust me. You still believe in me. And as hard as it may be, but just know that I'm still in control. And he's letting them know you're going to go into captivity for a while, but it's because I've allowed this. But again, you're going to come out of this. And he's reminding them through this. And he says here, goes on to say, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you and do not listen to the dreams that they dream. For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord, speaking different. Oh, God doesn't want this. This is not what God knows. He's saying, don't listen to them. I've already spoken and I've already done. And this is just trust my word. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. There's a reason and a purpose for all of this. And but you know what? It's for your welfare. And I'm going to I'm bringing good upon you. So even through the bitterness, there will be sweet. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. But he goes on to verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I have sent you into exile. Now, does that sound like a weak kingdom? No, it doesn't. And just as that promise stood firm for the children of, of Israel, that promise stands firm for me and you today. And we can know that everything will be restored. And we are we have been restored already in Christ Jesus. But there will come a day where that heavenly kingdom will rule and reign over all the earth. And every eye and knee will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But we don't have to wait till then. We choose to do so today. Amen. Because we recognize it's God who has given. So any power, any authority, anything that we see, God is still in control. He's aware. And there's nothing hidden from him. So as many questions and as many as disturbing as it can be many times, and well, there's probably this and that and that and this, and maybe it is, but it's not hidden from God. So no matter what, those things cannot stand against the kingdom of God. That's why our focus has to be on the Lord, has to be on Jesus in knowing who our God is. That's why it's so important that no matter what happens, the circumstance through all the changes, our relationship with God still stays strong. And we continue to trust him through it persevering and enduring through it, but knowing who our God is. Amen. And recognizing God, you're in control. And that's many times the simplest thing we could say, God, you're in control. And how many times have you said that in the past year? (laughs) How many times have you said that in the past week? How many times have you said it today? (laughs) God, you're in control. Amen? Amen. Any thoughts, any questions, any comments on tonight's study as we close up Daniel chapter 2 tonight? Amen. <laughs> amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, amen. Thank you for sharing tonight. Thank you for, for being a part of Bible study, all of you online with us as well. You know, it's just a blessing to go through the book of Daniel. And um, just again, just that encouraging relationship with God and just knowing who our God is. And you know what? Just being ready for those. You know, I believe that God is really using the gifts of the Spirit through the church. And uh, many times we want to see these great, miraculous things and, you know, all that. But it's knowing that God is working through you daily. You know, Daniel didn't plan for that. He didn't try to make that happen. It was where Daniel was at in the position where he was at 
but it was recognized that God put him there for a reason and a purpose so God's glory could be displayed. And it was through the gift through Daniel's life. So where me and you are at today in our lives and the positions we are at, it's not always the easiest position. They weren't in easy positions, but we're in the place that we're believing, well, God, this is where I'm at today. And through the hurts, through the pains, through the questions, through the trials, through everything. But yet, God, I know you're faithful. And it's through that, that God, I'm not saying he might know. He is using your life. He's using all of our lives. And those gifts are being displayed through your life. Whether it's just being a listening ear, whether it's just someone continuing to trust the Lord, whether it's prayer, however the Lord uses you, just know he is using you. And, and you may not always see it. We may not always see it. But the reason why is because you continue to trust him. You continue to believe in him. You continue to look to him. And because you do that, God is using your life. He's using your lives, all of our lives today. So just know that and have trust and have joy today knowing, thank you, Lord, for using me. Can we say that tonight? Thank you, Lord, for using me. Thank you for using my life today, Lord, to bring you glory. All of you online, join us with that. Amen. Because we can have that, that confidence and that joy today. So thank you, Lord, that you know what? You're working all these things out for the good. And it's because I love you. And I love you because you love me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Was there any prayer requests tonight as we as we uh, close up tonight? Bible study. Any prayer requests tonight? We can lift up to the Lord tonight. And those that are online, feel free to put them there on the chat as well. Or pray at home with us. Amen. Any prayer requests tonight? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, if there's any unspoken or anything, we'll definitely give it to the Lord tonight. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this night. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord Jesus, as we come together, Lord, because we believe and know who our God is. We trust you, Lord God. We look to you, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for Lord Jesus being our God, our Lord, our Savior, our King of kings and the Lord of lords, Father God. And Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to be a part of your kingdom in Christ Jesus, Lord God. And Father, that is because we believe in you, Lord Jesus, because, Lord, we've chosen to acknowledge our sins to you. We've repented of those sins, Father God. And Father, today, Lord God, all those today that repent and turn to you, Father God, are able to be a part of the kingdom of God. They're able to know that there is a greater kingdom, a greater God, a greater king, one who rules over all, my God. So, Father God, we just thank you tonight, Lord Jesus, that, Father, no matter what may seem dominant in our world, Father God, whether it be nations, whether it be sickness, whether it be, Father, division, all these different things, my God, Lord, you have all the power, the glory, and the dominion, Father God. And, Lord Jesus, you reign over all, and you are in control, Father God. So tonight, we're just believing and declaring this and continuing to agree with your word, Father God, because we know this is true within our lives and within our hearts, Father God. And Father God, those things that we go through, Lord God, those things, Father, the challenges and Father, the trials within our own hearts and our own minds, Lord God, and our own lives and within our own bodies, Father God. Lord Jesus, we believe and know, my God, that you have all the power and authority within our lives, Father, because Lord, we belong to you, Lord Jesus. So Father God, tonight, we just continue to trust you to believe in you, and to continue to declare your praises, Father God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, Lord God, to bring us through. And Father, through this, my God, Lord Jesus, may your message of the gospel continue to go forth. 
And Father God, may the kingdom of God continue to be preached and declared in this world today, Father, that others may know you and have a relationship with you, Father God. So tonight, Lord Jesus, you know every prayer request and every petition. You know every prayer re um, praise report. And Father God, we just thank you tonight, Lord, that you hear us. But not only do you hear us, but you answer us according to your will and according to your purpose, Father God. So, Father, we just thank you for this teaching tonight. We thank you, Lord God, as you help us to live it out. And Father God, as we learn from these examples, Lord God, and are just reminded, Lord God, of your faithfulness. We love you. We praise you. We bless you this night, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. We are dismissed tonight. Remember prayer. Amen. On, on Friday night, Isaiah chapter 6. And uh, thank you guys all for joining us online as well. Amen. God bless you guys. Amen. Praise God.